President Trump said yesterday, we have all the laws and the books we need. This Langford bill, what he's been working on, is a complete sellout of the country. You have to want to be there for your, for your people. Put it right now. Okay, this is a podcast going on. You know what I'm saying? John here doing my favorite thing on a Sunday afternoon. You're listening to the American Freedom and God podcast. Presented by JPF and Associates and the JohnPFox.com training portal and classroom where we share commentary, wisdom, and counsel. This is a weekly podcast show. Thank you for tuning in. We have reached a revolutionary conundrum. Twisting reality in the is, the art of propaganda. Greg Abbott and the Republicans simply don't like Biden, so they would like you to see that way. Steve Bannon on the Senate putting faith, putting forth uh, amnesty bill to codify the invasion. We are dealing with complete and total actors and actresses. <laughs> Joe Pags, uh, he's with Texas AG Ken Paxton on the border problem. Stay calm, people. And Greg Laurie, our hope message on start small and work your way up. Health segment today, guys. We're going to twist it a little bit over to the mental health segment today, guys. How do you find love? Anyway, this is uh, the American Freedom and God podcast, and I'm sitting here this morning on January 31st, last day of the month, getting ready to just get with you today, guys, on the issues of current issues in politics in the American Freedom and God podcast. I am your host, John P. Fox. One of the things we like to do is once a week come here to this studio, makeshift studio, that is, <laughs> and put together this podcast because what I'm trying to do, my aim is to let you understand what it is that I understand. And sometimes people will say to that, well, you know, maybe I don't want to understand what you I want to understand. I get that. But what we're trying to do is get you to see that it's not always the one way that you're being told. Again, I was bringing up at the beginning here about propaganda. There is propaganda running rampant. I remember when I was uh, first introduced to the word propaganda, where I started to let it sink in. I mean, you've been, I've been hearing it all my life. But when I got into early adulthood, I started hearing it again. And what I realized is, um, oh, well, that's just something that you know they do overseas. That's in the Middle East. So uh, Al Jazeera um, news station is putting out propaganda so that their people would just realize that uh, the Americans hate Muslims. The Americans hate all Muslims. They want to destroy all Muslims. And so when Saddam Hussein took over Kuwait, invaded Kuwait and seized it, um, the, the United States decided, no, we're not going to have that. And they, they threatened him for a few weeks to get back out. When he didn't do it, they finally acted and they got Saddam Hussein out of Kuwait. But the propaganda that was being said to those people over there is that the Americans just hate them. They didn't mention any real reason why we were there. They just said that Americans hate Muslims. They want them all dead. It's not the truth. Muslims, there's American Muslims living right in America. So what do you mean? And this propaganda thing was, I started to realize, oh, that's what propaganda is. You just tell the people one thing when it's really something else. And if you can keep saying it enough, they will believe your propaganda instead of the reality. Well, guys, today in America, we still do it. There's still propaganda. And guess where it comes from? The mainstream media, which, by the way, is going uh, down, 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 as Johnny Cash would say. It's on its way 
to the ground. To cra I'm saying it like that is because I'm kind of glad that all they do is press the hate onto the listener. And so that is one of the things we're going to discuss. Today's title is We've Reached a Revolutionary Conundrum. Welcome to the Divided States of America. <laughs> well, it, that isn't what's happening yet, but it could. I do believe it's kind of like a cold civil war. Right now, we are being invaded at the border. So that's the, one of the biggest uh, subject matters of the day. Also, in the Congress, it is time to come up with a resolution, uh, not a resolution so much, but a budget. And it's time to come up with a new uh, budget for the fiscal year. And what's going to happen is they're going to vote on this, uh, on a new bill. They're going to draft one up and vote on it. Well, that's been going on. And it's usually right, right down to the wire, up to the House Speaker, um, what is going to be approved or disapproved in the House. And then it goes to the Senate. And then if it goes into a bill, if it becomes law, then that's law. So they sent this bill, this amnesty bill over to, uh, from the Senate to the House of Representatives for the, uh, you know, Speaker Mike Johnson to review. And, but you know what they didn't do? They didn't actually send the bill itself. They sent a bullet list. And in that bullet list, it describes a few things they'd like to see happen. So the House representatives that are doing their speeches lately, the, the ones that are prominent on what just happened with this new bill being sent to them, this bullet list, they're saying, we don't have a clue what else is in it. All we know is that the two or three thing, main bullet list things they're saying, I think I was listening to Senator Ted Cruz yesterday who was saying these very same words. And he said, we have no idea the text in here. It could be anything. They didn't show it to us. They refused to show it to us. But they want us to approve the bill without us reading that. But people, that's just not good. <laughs> you got to be able to read every word before you approve anything. They do that all the time. They do that all the time. And this has been going on probably since before I was born. Probably. So it's a manipulation of taxpayer money that um, the elites end up somehow skimming off of and continuing to fuel their trying to take over the world type uh, aspirations. <laughs> so last week we talked about the pinky and the brain um, syndrome that, uh, or scenario. And I think that um, I brought it up because the cartoon probably is developed based on reality. If you ask me, <laughs> there is, um, there, there are, this, I don't know what size of group this is. They're elites. They're very powerful. They have the most money. They get together and they're figuring out how to take over the world. Every man, every woman, and every child they want to enslave. They want to take down um, your sovereign freedoms and enslave you into something else, a new world order type thing. And even when John F. Kennedy exposed uh, this, they said these same words in a speech. Nine days later, he was assassinated. So you've got to know that it is real. You've got to know it's not just propaganda. And that when you get up and you're watching the news, that what they're saying may not be true. But you're looking at them. They got their hair done. That's slick looking. Um, you know, they look, in, in, I guess you could say intelligent and like who would who would sit in front of the cameras in the early morning as you're having your coffee, getting ready to go out to work, and sit there and say good morning, everybody, welcome America, and see all these nice things, and then tell you that well the Republicans hate Greg Abbott and uh, hate the, the Democrats, they hate Joe Biden, and they hate what's going on with any type of immigration into the United States, so they're going to sit gators and crocodiles and razor wire and shoot them in the legs, and they're going to do this, and these people are saying this first thing in the morning when you're getting ready for work, and you're getting ready to do your daily routine, you're, you're, you're prospering in America, you're, you're living your life, and you're hearing these words on the TV before you leave the house. Then you get to the job, you know, over at the water cooler, and you say, did you, did you hear what the Republicans are doing? They're, they're, they're putting up razor wire and they're trying to keep any immigrants from getting into the United States, and they hate Joe Biden, and they'll do anything, and they're dis, respecting the Supreme Court. Did you hear what they were saying on the news this morning? And what the truth is, it was all propaganda. The Republicans, all they want is a balanced budget and for every American to be free and to do well capital wise, you know, so that you don't even, you don't necessarily have to go be leveraged per hour to, to make money when you can just start your own business. And there are loans to help you with that. And there, there is there's a great American freedom country that'll help you with that. That's what Republicans 
truthfully want. It's always been the other side that would twist that into something um, like as if they were nefarious. So getting right into it, I first wanted to discuss that a little bit. The twist reality. So right now, in reality, there has been almost 9 million that we estimate has of people that rushed over the border from all over the world. They came to the southern border and got in. What we discovered is they're just coming in. They're not doing what we normally do over the years. And that is be, um, you know, you can, you can come in and claim amnesty. You just, you can come in and claim asylum. You just need to do it legally. So some of them are turning themselves in, but there are millions of people pouring over the border. And you think any of them care about the, the, you know, the protocol? <laughs> Doesn't look like it. They're trampling in caravan on top of caravan. Where are they all coming from? Does that matter? The fact of the matter is they're coming in to the United States. So you detect a little frustration. I don't mean to go there, but this is what's happening in reality, guys. I'm just telling you the reality. And by the way, there are tons of receipts to back up what I just said. All you have to do is look it up. I would recommend looking up on the internet and not ABC or CBS or MSNBC. Look it up. They, those rate, those news stations will not show you these pictures. They're not just pictures. They're videos. They're not just videos. There, there are people that are journalists that are absolutely telling what's going on down there, do, getting undercover, getting in there, pretending to be looking for their child. Um, they, they speak Spanish. They're purposely doing this because they are an American. They're trying to help our country, but they're acting like they're one of the immigrants and they're bringing all kinds of receipts of what's really happening. But the news won't show or play any of that for you. You've got to go to places like the War Room of Steve Bannon. You've got to go to other places. You've got to listen to the Glenn Beck show. You've got to listen to other shows other than the alphabet mainstream media if you want to see the actual pictures and see what's happening. So anyways, having said all that, what's in reality, what's really happening is we're trampling over the border in Texas and Arizona. They're coming in the United States. And they're putting their hands out. They want whatever it is the United States is serving up. And I remember not long ago, before um, the election uh, of 2020, Joe Biden on the stage at a debate saying that I think that you should come. Come to America. Especially if you're trying to flee from oppression or whatever's happening in your... You can come to America. We, we, we invite you. And then that went on. That became the thing to say from then on. He continued to say that. It continued to be their stance. A little at a time, they started doing that. And then it became tons of uh, uh, all at once. And then it became overwhelming all at once. So that's where we are now. Overwhelmingly and all at once, this country is being invaded by outsiders who decided they're just going to walk across the border and be and declare that they now live here and it's not just one or two i mean you it's something you could deal with right if it's just one or two or even just a thousand so that's the reality and then here's what um the amnesty bill wants to uh get done so they wrote up this amnesty bill where you can you can grant amnesty to these people these millions of millions of people you can grant them amnesty and that amnesty and also while we're at it, I guess I'll tell you what we'll do. House of Representatives coming from the Senate. I'll tell you what we'll do. Democrats to the Republicans. I'll tell you what we'll do. We will let only 5,000 of them a day. And this will go into law. And that's it. we can let in 5,000 every day and grant them amnesty. So here's what they what that means is that from now on, even if a new president, even if and when a new president gets in office, this remains law and it's codified. So you can't you, you can't just undo it. I mean, you can. There's always a way, but they want to codify this into law so it'll stay permanent. That there'll always be open borders to the tune of well, they're saying five thousand a day, but that'll turn into ten thousand, twenty thousand, eighty thousand. No one will know how many thousand. We can't even sustain five thousand. You a can't day even sustain permanent basis. Yeah, and the reality is, you can't sustain all these people in in crowded into one little nation. It's like. When the Holiday Inn in New York is full or the Holiday Inn in Pennsylvania is full because the over the border, um, DHS sent them north or Greg Abbott sent them north to, to, to try to curve the actual crisis that he's having down there. When these Holiday Inns and, and other hotels are full, 
the people then have nowhere else to go, but yet they still keep coming in. Can you see how this works? And not only that, how can we afford to pay for this as a country? I mean, it's just common sense. And how does the owners of these hotels decide, okay, this is okay. But but I mean, honestly, if you were to go to another country, you know, and you, you're, you're wanting a better life, great. But how can you expect the country to take you on as welfare? You can't. Isn't that extremely naive? Well, when you're told that, look, you, you, you're, you're not living as good as you could be in America if you could just get there right now. When you're told that, wouldn't you, wouldn't you want to do that too? Get away from tyrant government and go over to America? Of course. Well, I got news. They're tyrants here too. Yeah, but they're <laughs> being used to manipulate it. Not only that, once it's so crowded that it's unbelievably uh, unsustainable, none of them are going to be happy to be here. Hey, not one of them. Let's talk yeah. about the bracelets. And the cartels, because I think this okay. is the big point of what's okay. going on here, right? How many things have we watched where these people are coming over the border and they have different color wristbands on? So mm. what does that mean? Well, the different colors means code for different statuses. Right. And, and so. why do they have the wristband on? Well, it, they're, they, they're, they're controlled. They're controlled and they owe money. They owe money to who? To whoever it is who put them bands on. The them. cartels, basically. So oh. what they do is they bring in these boys, they throw them into gangs, because now they got to work off all that money to get them in. Oh. Or the girls, it's even worse. You know where they're going. No, it, that's what's happening. And before I talk about the Mayorkas impeachment, which is the guy that's allowing all this, he heads up the Department of Homeland Security or the DHS. Well, before we even go there, we'll finish the thought here. We're trying to tell you this is reality. Okay, there's no sugarcoating it. It's what's happening. Got receipts, got tons of them, and you can find these receipts, or we can just display them on the next week's show. But this is really happening. It's true. I don't just make stuff up, and that's reality. And here's what they want you to think when you listen to the news, that Greg Abbott and the Republicans simply don't like Joe Biden. As a matter of fact, let me just look at that part of this uh I brought visual and audio aid on this, and it is still part of the opening monologue, but I'm going to go ahead and play it just so that uh, I can kind of get in here. You write in part, quote, Texas Governor Greg Abbott is defying the authority of the federal government, just as uh, other southern governors did before the Civil War and during the fight over school desegregation. Like presidents before him, Joe Biden has the right and ultimately the duty to uphold the Constitution including by force. In 1957, three years after the Supreme Court's landmark decision ending segregation in public schools, Arkansas Governor Orville Faubus deployed National Guard troops to prevent the first nine black students from enrolling at all-white Little Rock Central High School. So Eisenhower acted, citing the 1807 Insurrection Act. He sent troops from the 101st Airborne Division to escort the black students into their new school. And he federalized the entire Arkansas National Guard, taking control of the force Jones was. out of the hmm? Faubus' hands. Is that where Jerry Jones was? Jerry, Jerry Jones was photographed. Uh, was photographed being there. Yes, he was. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cowboys yeah. owner. Yep. Right. Yeah. If they are truly interested in securing the border, Abbott and the other Republican governors should become part of the solution. We get it. They don't like Biden. And they want to weaken him politically as he runs for re-election. But Biden has the duty and the power to defend the Constitution. Okay, well, right there, this is what I wanted to point out. This is the reason I played it. This is the reason I, I, I said I would jump back in and finish this monologue. They don't like Biden. Okay, we get it. Uh, if they're truly interested in securing the border, Abbott and the other Republican governors should become part of the solution. We get it. They don't like Biden. And they want to weaken him politically. All right, guys, that's propaganda. First of all, they don't care either way how strong Biden is politically. They're, they're, he has no strength politically. That's the last thing on their mind. They, and the fact that it says this is the Washington Post, but it is also the propaganda news reading from it because they're, they're, they're hand in hand. When they said we get it, they don't like Biden we get it. They don't like Biden, and they want to weak it. That is not what's going on here at all. It, it has nothing to do with our invasion at the border, whether or not we like Biden. And the fact that they even said that this is why this is happening shows me how unintelligent they are, or that they're intelligent, but they just simply can't talk truth. They have to talk this way instead.
Again, you're on your way. You're getting up. You're, you're getting ready. You're having your coffee. You're getting ready to go out to your job. You're hearing this first thing in the morning. It's on the news. The lady that you see, um, the, the nice lady and the nice man on the TV are saying these words to you before you go out the door. We get it. They don't like Biden, these Republicans, and they want to weaken him politically as he was. But the Biden has the duty and the power to defend the Constitution. All right. Well. I would go right now to my uh, tab that has the Constitution open and read something to you right there and then, but then it would just be jumping around. I want to stay kind of in line. First of all, I want to apologize. They have a clunky um, page here where it's not unable to play smooth for some reason or another. has a lot to do with just data flow. We're not going to worry about that. I can fix a lot of that in the editing stage. So by the time you hear me say this, a lot of it's been fixed. But I just want to move from there to back to what I was saying. They... It's not about not liking Biden. Sure, we don't like Biden because he doesn't care about America, in my opinion. You could just look at everything that's been going on, listen to more than one person, I would hope, and you could just see that, um, you know, it's just not a likable president. He wasn't a likable senator either. I don't know what to say about him as vice president because I didn't pay much attention, but I did see some videos. I did see some past statements and grandstanding um, speeches from Joe Biden, the senator, and I've discovered a lot of things. He, he's There's nothing true to heart about this man, even when he talks about being a Christian or anything else. There's nothing true to heart about this guy. There really isn't. As a matter of fact, he's not really in his own mind. He thinks he's the president. He's not really even the president. He is the resident. He was selected and put there by the masterminds that are doing all this. And they're able to get away with it. Well, how did they do that? They turned January 6th into a, a, a so-called insurrection. But they turned January 6th protest, peaceful people, and then an uprising happened. And they had a lot of help. The, the actual um, DOJ agencies had a hand in it. We just look at the videos. We look at what happened. We look at the phony bomb that was placed. We look at everything. We say, oh, well, it's obvious that this was done by somebody that was able to turn around your emotions and turn you into some sort of an insurrectionist. Insurrectionist, sorry about that. That's the word, emotions. To turn your, they're playing on emotion. So when you when you hear this um, being talked about on the news, and it doesn't matter like if it's first thing in the morning or if it's in the afternoon, I'm just used that as an example. When you're hearing this constantly on the news, that is the propaganda that's been driven into your mind, into your brain, so that you might hear these things and then go about your day thinking that that's what's really happening. I'm here to tell you that the Republicans care very much about their republic and that the Democrats care very much about an agenda. And the agenda is more important to them than the republic. This Biden administration does not really care about the American people. That If I say that, and then you go and ask them, they'll say, well, he's a fool. Of course, we care about the American people. But I'm telling you, ultimately, they don't. The American people are last to them. They have all these other agendas, all these other things that matter. And a lot of it is spend down, spend down the, the, the capital society that we have here to, into oblivion, destroy the dollar, and turn people into, well, they need government instead of they, are ruled by the people. So let's make this country where the people rely more on government and they don't rely on themselves. That is the, the agenda they will never speak. And But you can definitely point it out when you're able to understand that there is the reality. The twisting reality is the propaganda and those two things exist. So I just came here to tell you that here's the real way it's happening and here's the propaganda. That a real way it's happening is not propaganda. I'm not talking propaganda. I'm talking to reality. So I wanted to drive that home before we get into a segue into our first soundbite. Now I'm beginning to wonder, uh, sorry about that, if I should even use this player anymore since it's so clunky, but it, it really was on cube. And if I do that, I would give it one more try. And from there, um, well, we'll just pick it up. I, I mean, I could definitely take what Steve Bannon is trying to say, and I can definitely work from there with it. To impeach a cabinet secretary for breaking the law. What laws are he breaking? Essentially, all the immigration laws. He's being impeached for that. 
The Senate, and this is how over the top and crazy it is, is changes to the amnesty laws. It's absurd on the face of it. As President Trump said, as Speaker Johnson said, as MTG and many others have said, we have all the laws on the books we need today to shut down the border. Speaker Johnson reiterated this yesterday. That's why, Speaker Johnson, we begged you not to go forward with the CR. Either shut down the border or shut down the government. We have enough laws in the books today. President Trump reiterated this yesterday. President Trump reiterated this, is that all you have to do is execute right there. When President Trump was in, he closed the border to this type of mass asylum, this type of mass, uh, this type of mass um, uh, illegal, you know, invasion, illegal immigration. He shut it down. Okay. He shut it down with the laws are on the books. We don't need any more laws now to have H.R. 2 and these other things that the House has passed to be terrific. But that's just additional bells and whistles. That's on the margin and can make it better. Just to reiterate, President Trump said yesterday, we have all the laws in the books we need. This Langford bill, what he's been working on is a complete sellout of the country, a sellout of the nation. It is a codification of a, ma of a mass invasion of the country. It would essentially leave 8 to 10 to 12 years, as Todd Benzman, not the 30 or 40 million that have uh, been here for decades and decades and decades. I'm talking about just since Joe Biden's reign of terror, the illegitimate regime of Joe Biden. When Joe Biden came in, what he's done on the border has brought anywhere from 8 to 12 million illegal alien invaders here, a massive increase to our federal spending to take care of it all. That bill is to codify. That bill is to put in place uh, laws that would protect that. It would give work permits. I think the six million people immediately, uh, the thing is a total, complete disaster. And we don't need any of it. And to show that, my Yorkers will get impeached today, first time in 100 years. Now, I want to go back to the cold open. Okay. So, and here he wants to go back to his cold open is where the Joe and Mika show was on. And he was playing that as the beginning of his war room show. And he wanted to play that first so that you can hear the propaganda that's coming from the Washington Post, but the Joe and Mika don't need the Washington Post to be propagandists. And he wanted to play that, and now he did, and now he's he's talking uh, into his monologue, and he says, now I'm going to go back to what they were saying, and he's going to essentially do what I'm trying to do. He's going to spell out the differences between reality and propaganda. To codify an invasion is what this bill will do. And it will, it will put into law that from now on we're, that this is allowed. And these people coming over the border like that will be allowed up to 5,000 a day. And you know it'll be a million a day, especially and in all of the world coming into the U.S. You think that's an innocent thing? This, that, that'll be the enemy destroying us from within. Yes. It's exactly what it'll end up being. I mean, who doesn't see that? The other thing I got to point out is that the people we're dealing with to try to keep this government, this country together, um, and they're getting on the news and they're calling themselves journalists and stuff. They're all actors and actresses. You don't need to be in Hollywood to be an actor and an actress. They all are. The, um, Debbie, do you think that, um, people like Joe and Namika or, um, you know, some of these other, uh, news media people are acting or do you think that they just kind of sillily don't really understand what they're saying and just that this is how they see it? No, I think they're 100% <laughs> playing a role. How about E. Carroll that uh, just sued uh, in court to try to, uh, for 83 million? Oh, wow. Is she an actress or is she for real? Total actress. Total actress. So what you guys have to know is there's a reality and then there is a spin of reality. So when the Republicans want to close the border, Greg Abbott's state remains sovereign. You come through the gate the proper way. And we, we go back to the way we had it with the last administration. And there was a problem, but it wasn't near like it is now. This is not even a problem. This is not a problem that exacerbated. This is an invasion. There's a whole new word now to be used here. So they don't want, when they talk about this kind of thing, they don't want you to realize it's a problem. They want you to think that Republicans just hate Biden. And so the Supreme Court puts up this ruling that DHS indeed has the authority to cut razor wire should they choose to do so. We're the Supreme Court. We're just telling you like it is, uh, five to four, whatever. The Supreme Court says that, yes, the DHS does have the authority to cut razor wire. Um, so, but it, they didn't say anything about, but Greg Abbott does not have any authority to protect his state. 
They just said DHS, Department of Homeland Security, has the authority to cut razor wire. They're not saying it's a good idea, the Supreme Court. They're just saying they have that authority. Now, the people in the news are saying Republicans are even violating the Supreme Court ruling. There was no ruling. There was a statement. And it was saying DHS indeed has the authority. There was no rulings. It wasn't even a case yet. <laughs> so it was an emergency, um, you know, it, it was an emergency acquisition coming from the White House. It wasn't a case. And they said, yeah, well, they do have that authority. And they put that on, they stamped that. And so the, the world should hear that and listen to that. That doesn't mean Greg Abbott still has no right to secure and put these razor wire right back up behind the DHS who cuts it down. See how they both have the right now? Right. It's, well, the news wants you to think that only one person is in the right and the other one's in the wrong. That person is the Supreme Court and the one in the wrong is the Republicans and Greg Abbott. That's how the news wants you to think of it is. Let's know the difference, guys, between propaganda and reality. As a matter of fact, when it comes to that, I just want to read to you from the United States Constitution. And I went ahead and looked this up. And by the way, if you do this, do not go with Wikipedia, which is number one result on anything like this. Wikipedia is a membership site. And everything that is written uh, on Wikipedia is written by their members. It's kind of like AI. AI is based on learning that you ask it a question about uh, the moon and the sun and it has been it goes through um, quantum computing and and just data that's been there for years for decades and the data that's been up updated and it's taught how to find it uh, what it's going to say based on that data it's taught how to do that at record speeds and no no man can even fathom how it can do that so fast but it is indeed the, the learning that AI uses is indeed biased. That learning that AI uses to talk to you comes from biased programmers, biased teachers. So when, when you, same thing when you go to look up constitutional, uh, what's actually written in the constitution, do not stop at Wikipedia and see what their answer is because it's probably going to be biased. <laughs> but here we are at, uh, United States, uh, Article 4, Section 4 of the United States Constitution. And I don't even have to read 1, 2, and 3, but it does talk about the sovereignty of the states and whether or not another state can um, declare itself within the borders of a jurisdiction of a state that already exists. It talks about all that and who has the, and Congress has the power to stop that. And then down to Section 4, it talks about the United States shall guarantee every state in this union a Republican form of government. Notice it didn't say a democratic form of government. It says a republican form of government. This is your republic. Um, and it shall protect each of them against invasion. You know what's happening right now at the border, Debbie? Invasion. Exactly. So the United States, based on the Constitution, Article 4, Section 4, is supposed to guarantee that uh, this republican form of government is protected. Right. They're not doing that. No. Why not? What what happened to our president? Why ain't he doing that? They're inviting it in. Did our president ever read this? I think he he know they know what they're doing. They how, know. how does he get elected if he never read the Constitution? <laughs> yeah. Put an actor in there. I regret. Put an actor in there. Let's see what happens. Because after all, they're not really the ones running things. Right. And the people that are running things hates the Constitution. Well, they're trying Guys, to get rid you're of the seeing it for yourself. You're seeing how much they hate it. Now, if you're just living everyday life and you don't really watch the news and you got a lot going on and you're just, I kind of get that way myself sometimes. Happy-go-lucky. I'm all thrilled. I'm making some new music. I'm doing stuff. You know, it's Friday night. I'm partying. You know, everything is great. We're awesome. We're doing sports. I'm not listening to any of this. Then I wouldn't know any of this. This is really happening. There is the reality. And then there is the spin. There is, uh, we have some immigration things to deal with. We got President Joe Biden. We've got the White House. We've got the D, you know, the Homeland Security. We got all that, but you're not paying much attention. So when you do hear something about it, the first thing that goes through your brain is the logic. But we have Department of Homeland Security. They'll take care of it. We have, we have a president. He'll make sure he protects us from an invasion. That's the logic starts. That's the first thing that goes through your mind. Because you weren't paying attention to any of this for the last, well, I don't know how many years. So, since I was paying attention, I stopped not seeing this. 
And guys, I'd like for y'all to stop not seeing this too. There is definitely an invasion happening. And I want to finish reading section four. It is really one more sentence. So, uh, you know, it, I left off that the Republican form of government is what the United States should guarantee. That's what it says in section four. And it shall protect each of them against invasion. Semicolon. And on application of the legislature or of the executive, parentheses, when the legislature cannot be convened, and parentheses, against domestic violence. So it's saying that it will protect each state against invasion and on application of legislature of uh, the executive against domestic violence or of the executive. So basically, this section four says that the United States is a sovereign country and it will protect against invasion. And what, who's going to do the protecting, Debbie, when something like this is declared in our Constitution? Who is supposed to do the protecting? The um, federal government, right? The federal government, the White House, the executive branch, the Department of Security, or, or, or the Department of Justice, and the Department of Defense all should be on this immediately saying we're, this is not allowed. And we have a duty to the United States Constitution to stop this. Greg Abbott's name should have never came up. That's what the reality is. Right. Well, but Greg Abbott said, "I can't, I can't allow this anymore. My people are—they're going to get destroyed by these millions of people coming in. Well, they are one way are. or another. They already are. One way or another. Right? So I've got to do something as the governor. And our current government obviously does not want to do anything about this because the, the now federal we're government. in an election year. And instead of instead of talking about this this thing that the federal government is not doing, what they want to say is that the federal government." is uh, trying to do the right thing, and Greg Abbott is not listening. Well, that's more spin, isn't it? <laughs> it's a dead of spin. Look over here, oh not here. God. <laughs> so uh, I'm looking at this going, man, you know, we've got to talk about this today. I really would have rather not. This is the American Freedom and God podcast, guys, and I did bring a hope message. That I'm about to get there. I just want to go to our next um, segment, which is going to be another sound bite. And... Um, so that's what we're going to do. And I, I went over to the website of the Joe Pack Show because I, I'm always interested in what Joe's currently talking about. Back when times get like this, we're being invaded. We're having um, legal battles between the federal government and the state. Um, it's This is something that a lot of, there's a lot of people not paying attention, but a lot of people are starting to wake up and see this. And it's starting to get bigger and bigger. I'm hoping, of course, it just remains a cold civil war and doesn't turn into anything bigger than that. And Joe Paggs is saying, don't go to the border and start doing what you did on January 6th. Why am I bringing up January 6th? Because in January 6th, the peaceful protesters had every right to wonder how this could have happened. Definitely, there was over 86 million votes for Trump. How could this happen that suddenly Biden, two days after, is going to be the, uh, is going to be the president? Or when, for um, however long it took them to settle who won. And so he's saying, don't get that way. Go to, to the border right now and get the same way because that's what they want. They want you to turn, go down there like you're peacefully protesting, turn into a big riot and say, see what the Republicans do every time. Right. They are bad people. We've got to stop them. When they seated the crowd. <laughs> Make America Great Again is not an evil, wicked force. But this is what the propagandists are telling you. It's simply the Republicans who want a balanced budget and every American to live a free and wonderful life. That's what the Make America Great Again really means. We're going to do that here. And once that's done, then we can take care of anybody who needs our help around the world. you got to do it at home first. Well, did you know there's somebody who doesn't want that? And it's not just one person. But they don't want it. That's why this is all this is happening. There's a 16 year plan. I figured by now it's, it's year 32, but mm -hmm. you know, they're trying this. They're constantly after this plan that's been around forever. And even John F. Kennedy understood it and tried to talk about it. So anyway, moving on. I'm going to listen to Joe. He's saying something essentially to that effect. Let's just listen in. The thing we need is a bunch of people who love the country and who love Texas heading down to this two-and-a-half-mile area in Eagle Pass where this park is. It's the last thing we need. The last thing we need is people tweeting about civil war. I'm telling you, it did not work out 
January 6, 2021, because they were able to use people's emotion and passion and force them to do something stupid. It was stupid to vandalize the House or the, the, the Capitol. It was stupid to riot at the Capitol. It was stupid. And it was also falling prey to what I believe was something much more sinister. This is why I'm talking about it. I want you to understand something. The Biden administration would like nothing more than to see a bunch of Texans and beyond head down to Eagle Pass. They would love that. They would love for you to head down there and have a massive protest that can be incited through using passion and emotion to do something dumb. They would love that because then they would say, see, they're insurrectionists. They're anti-democracy. And I, Joe Biden, here I am to save the day. I'm going to come in and take over that border. I'm going to take over that park. I'm going to take over this area. Because I have to, to save our democracy. That's what they'll say. They would love for a bunch of people to head straight down to the border. Load up the pickup truck with guns and all sorts of stuff. They would love to see that. And I'm here to tell you, don't do it. I'm here to tell you, Stay calm, keep your powder dry. No reason to get involved in this at this point. Maybe never at any point. Because we have a Constitution that says what it says. Article 4, Section 4 clearly says the federal government will protect states from invasion. The federal government is not doing that. So what is Texas doing very wisely? They're going to court. The Supreme Court did not make some ruling in the case of Texas v. Biden. For the Article 4, Section 4 case that Texas is bringing against the federal government, that hasn't been decided. It's in the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. The only thing that was decided was that the DHS can go and cut the, the wire and remove it if they want. Kerry says there's a story out now says the Border Patrol has no, has no plans to remove it. Don't fall for the okie doke. Don't fall for this game that's being played. Learn the lesson of January 6th. Because the people who are peacefully having their voices heard on January 6th were right. The, re the Republicans in the House and Senate that were going to challenge and investigate were right. They were stopped in their tracks because they were made to look like insurrectionists. They were stopped in their tracks because they were made to look like they were against democracy. They were stopped in their tracks because they were able to be painted by those who I believe incited them as the enemy. Don't fall for it again. Don't do it. You want to head down there, get a hotel and, and watch. Do not march. Do not chant. Do not incite. Don't listen to people trying to get you going. Don't, don't bring a bunch of guns. Don't, I'm telling you, don't do it. Now, I'm not telling you not to have guns. I'm not telling you not to stand up for what's right versus what's wrong. But there is nowhere near a civil war going on right now. You have half the country, 25 states, that are backing Texas right now in its legal fight against the Biden administration. Let that play out. That's a massive show of force. More than half, the, so 26 including Texas. More than half the country is saying, dude, this is an invasion, enough already. And they want to support Texas in the court case. They want to support Texas who has every right to continue putting down more razor wire if they want, even if the DHS removes it. Don't fall for the okie doke. All right. Yeah. And there are 25, 30 governors that are, you know, backing Governor Abbott. This is, um, this is a true to heart reality. Like when people say, I, I definitely would never put something like that in my body, some food or drink that they think is really bad for them. I would never do that. That, that, that violates my very existence to eat that crap. It's the same thing with these 25 other governors. I would never want anyone to invade my state. That's very important to me. I would never do that. It's the same thing. They back Governor Abbott for that reason. Not because they hate Joe Biden, which is what Joe and Mika show was just saying on this show earlier. So I wanted to point that out. Reality versus propaganda. That was today's theme. We've reached a revolutionary conundrum. All, all I can say is that put on your armor of God, put on your full body armor of God. 
If you're not reading the Bible and learning what the Word of God says, well, I encourage you to start that today. Did you know when you let Jesus into your heart, everything you do from then on is controlled by that? You, you tend to curve back your uh, emotions a lot more because you offer it up to Jesus. So if something really bothers you, a guy cuts you off in traffic, almost drives you to your death, but you manage to pull it out, and then you're so upset now you want to go chase him down and just, uh, you know, holler at him, give him a double barrel, whatever. <laughs> but uh, you find out that, um, you know what, it's not as wise as I think it is because I'm so mad. So, And when you let Jesus in your heart, you know he controls all that for you. It's very real. I've been doing it for a long time. I kind of feel like I have a little bit of an advantage because I was raised a believer and I've always been. But I want to encourage people who's never been there Let's start now. Let's start today. You know, there's somebody that went through the same thing. He started out with uh, losing his mind. He didn't know what he's going to do with himself. His mom was an alcoholic. His dad was long gone. He didn't know where he was. And he was raised this, this way. And he was by himself, the only kid. And he's going um, around uh, the, the town, getting himself uh, mixed up with people that were on drugs. And one day, he started, ended up around some druggies that were also into the whole Bible thing, into Jesus thing, even though they were doing the drugs. They were still into God and Jesus. That was their main thing, to, to get high and talk about God and the Bible. And Greg Laurie was hanging out with him, and he was doing this for a while too. And he was one day, uh, a guy named Lionel Frisbee caught him in the rain, running around like a madman, wanting to go commit suicide. And Lionel sat him down and told him, I'm watching you, and I'd, I'd like to try and introduce you to, you know, calm down and it's going to be all right. I want to introduce you to our church. I want to introduce you to everything else. And Greg is like, well, uh, should I? You know, And it's one of those dramatic moments where he eventually listens to Lionel and they get together. As a matter of fact, I have a soundbite right here pulled up of that particular um subject matter but it's done it's done in a way that this is many this is decades later so greg laurie is going to explain a little bit of that for you guys and i want to make sure that each and every episode brings into you the good and holy word of god one way or another we can't end the show without it here we which go which is a podcast made possible by harvest partners if this program has impacted you i'd love to hear from you so just send an email to me at greg at harvest.org again it's greg at harvest.org. You can learn more about becoming a Harvest Partner by going to harvest.org. Today, Pastor Greg Laurie describes his perspective in seeking to serve the Lord with commitment and without reservation. It's been said, some people are setting the world on fire while others are still looking for a match. God chooses to work when we apply our faith in Him. So it's a willingness to take steps of faith. Listen, it's a willingness to even potentially fail. But I would rather try and fail than never try at all. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again, you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. Leaders of large organizations are often asked how they got to where they are, as if they stepped right up to the top position. The answer is often, start small, start leading and see if anyone follows. And when a few do, keep at it, work hard, have faith and seek God's will. Well, today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie recalls the development of Harvest Ministries as he and his congregation celebrate 50 years of teaching God's word to God's people. I have a message I'd like to share with you with the title, Reflecting on the Past, Preparing for the Future. Let's pray. Father, bless this time now as we open your word. We know it's true, and we pray that you will speak to our hearts and help us to gain a greater understanding of your faithfulness to us and also on how to use our faith as we follow you. We commit this time of Bible study to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so yes, we're celebrating 50 years as a church. 
Uh, the historical backdrop is worth noting. It was 1973, and Richard Nixon was our president. We were leaving Vietnam. The U.S. participation in the Vietnam War was coming to a close. Roe v. Wade was passed by the Supreme Court. Uh, the World Trade Center officially opened in New York City. The top TV shows were All in the Family, The Waltons, and Sanford and Son. And uh, one of the big songs on the Billboard charts was Bad, Bad Leroy Brown. How many of you remember that song? You're old. Okay. <laughs> the top movie in the theaters, ironically, was The Exorcist, of all things. And the cell phone was invented. Now, I didn't know this. I thought the cell phone was invented a little later. And now these things have effectively ruined our lives when they put screens on them and all the things you can do on phones. But that phone was affectionately called the brick. And it was like a brick, had a battery life of four minutes. Uh, <laughs> but you could actually carry a phone around with you and talk on it, which seemed quite revolutionary at the time. And Harvest Christian Fellowship was born. Now... It's hard to pinpoint exactly in time when we were born because before we were a church, we were a little Bible study of young people. So the way it happened, and you've seen the Jesus Revolution movie, you have a sense of it, but I used to hang around at Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa. I was 18 years old. I had my drawing board set up and I would draw my cartoons and all that. And the pastors were all there and they were all about nine to 10 years older than me. And one day there was a discussion in this room, and the discussion was, who's going to go to Riverside this week? Now, this Bible study in Riverside at All Saints Episcopal Church was started by Lonnie Frisbee, who was a youth pastor at Calvary Costa Mesa. I went up with him a few times there, and it was around 300 young people attending. Then Lonnie moved away, and so it was being handed around to different Calvary Chapel pastors. So who's going to go this week? One said, well, I went last week. I don't want to go again this week. Another said, well, I'm going next week, so I don't want to go this week. No one wanted to do it. And I said, I'll go. And I went up, and when I arrived in Riverside, uh, in my trusty old beat-up Corvair, uh, I went up to one of the elders that was there, and I said, hi, I'm Greg Laurie from Calvary Chapel. I'm here to speak tonight. And he says, no one told me you were coming. Well, I'm here to speak. He says, well, I don't know that you're here to speak. I, why don't you just go sit over there and I'll let you know. Okay, so I sat there and waited. Well, no one else showed up because I was there to speak and I spoke that night. Then I went back the next week and after a while, I was starting to grow this little Bible study. So I'm probably around 19 and um, these kids start calling me Pastor Greg. I'm thinking, I can't be their pastor. I've only been a Christian two years and I, I know so little. And I was looking for someone to take it over. No one wanted to take it over. So it began to dawn on me that we were becoming a church. We were doing a startup church when I'd never even heard of a startup church. And I'm sure he got a lot of his training from Lionel Frisbee, who uh, in the beginning was the guy that was responsible for the Calvary Chapel and, and building that um, and well, actually, there was another character. I encourage you guys listening to this right now to go watch Jesus Revolution. It's on Netflix. Jesus Revolution. It is the entire life story of Greg Laurie and how he got to where he is today. And right now, he is um, very happily in his his foundational place that he wanted to be, that God wanted to be in this world. And he is up there on the stage regularly. He's got. He's an evangelistic pastor he's got tons of people coming to his events and he's preaching the word of god straight out of the bible so you know it's not like you have to rewrite the word of god to your liking or anything else you can actually pick up the bible and just go with what's there and the people keep showing up it all started i think it was like in riverside california back when his little junker car back when he was just getting away from the drugs and the the problems at home with the drunken mom. He was getting away from it all, and it turned him into this. Mm -hmm. If anybody doesn't believe that Jesus can do this for you, just go watch the Jesus Revolution uh, uh, by, by um, Pastor Greg Laurie. On, it's on Netflix. You will love it. Everything he just said is is spot on. He was saying it before he ever made the movie. Now he's made the movie, and you get to see it all. Lionel, Lionel I almost said Lionel Richie. <laughs> Lionel Frisbee actually looked just like Jesus. If you look at the depictions of Jesus, you know how people painted his pictures of him. We haven't seen Jesus since he died on that day at Calvary. 
and then when he rose from the dead. We weren't around yet, so we don't really know what he looked like. But the depiction shows this long-haired, and then, of course, you know, in that part of the world, they always had beards, mm -hmm. no matter what. They had a mustache and a beard. Jesus was no different. The yes. long hair. and But inside that man was God. Mm -hmm. And it was the thing that people, a lot of them just didn't want to believe. They, they wanted to stone him. He was he was curing people from being blind. He was he was casting demons out of possessed people. He was doing all these things, and the Pharisees were like, "We can't have somebody going around claiming to be God." And so they were after Jesus for that reason. But here's the thing: it was God. Lionel Frisbee looked just like that. He, he and he was doing this himself. Do you think Jesus had a hand in that? I would say. Well, he did tell him. Lionel did tell Greg that I saw you in a vision in the future. And you have a huge audience. Yep. And Greg was still, at the time, just, you know, being taken in in this broken down apartment they had. He had nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. Didn't didn't know if he wanted to even listen to this preaching. So, it's a beautiful story, guys. I'm encouraging you to go watch The Jesus Revolution with Greg Laurie. I'm, I, he doesn't, Greg doesn't even actually know me. I'm just doing this because I know God. I'm doing it for that reason. And I appreciate the people that are genuine in their heart and do this for you, for me, and for everybody else that listens. So today's health segment, guys, we got to get to it. We're running out of time. What I wanted to do is I wanted to bring up an article that I wrote um, a few months ago, <laughs> probably a half a year ago. It's probably time to update. But um, and we're just asking the question, should we get a dating site? I mean, if, let's say you're um, up there in age now. Oh, everything has just changed in your life. And now you're like 60. How do you date at 60? All right, let's say you convince yourself you don't need a date anymore. Just live by yourself the rest of your life. And then a week later, you wake up and go, I don't know if I want to do that, you know, because there's still a part of you wants to live on. So you're at that age. How do you go out and poke somebody on the shoulder and say, hey, would you like to go to dinner with me? <laughs> I'm 60. <laughs> How do you do that, right? It's not easy. It's very difficult. And so what a lot of people at that stage in life, and even the younger people, I'm just kind of using uh, my my age as an example. But the, even the younger people, they're, they're wondering, how do I get this done? I, every time uh, it seems to fall out, I need to find just the right person. And so for guys, they'd like to find that Cinderella. And for for girls or women, they'd like to find that Romeo. And for the people in between, well, they'd like to find that partner. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to judge here. I'm just saying, how do you do this at a certain age? Is it over or do you keep trying? Well, what they do is they turn to the dating site, uh, online dating site. A lot of them do. And the experience there is, well, you're, first of all, you can't get to the page where you can start seeing the pictures of all the people that are members that you might want to message. And say, hey, it's me and I'm on the site too now. I'd like to get to know you. You can't even do that until you become a member and answer this bio and answer this, uh, you know, they, they, they throw a hundred questions at you. They want to get to know you. And then they want to print your answers out as under your picture. So now they have this entire biography of you and your picture and where you're from and all that stuff is there. Um, well, if you think you can just drop in and check out, let, let me just look at the site before I become a member. I want to see if I would like that kind of thing or not. It doesn't work that way. They want you to, they want you to become involved first, and then they'll show you the goods, right? If you can call it that. So I go ahead and I try this endeavor. It lasts about six months and, and you know, you pay by six months. You can pay by the year or you can go by the month. So I decided six months, you know, save a few dollars and, um, you know, I message a few, they message me back, nothing's really happening. And then, so I just keep getting on with my life. You know, there's this dating site, you know, you find yourself looking at your phone every 10 minutes. Oh, I think I knew somebody liked my profile. Huh, cool. Who is it? Oh, it's her. <laughs> or, oh, wow, look at her, you know. And so you find yourself doing that, but it, nothing seems to pan out when you message them. They may or may not get back to you. For me, it was always crickets. You know, I message her. I kind of like this one. I message her. It's crickets. What I learned was, first of all, the profile picture isn't all that it seems to be. Many of them haven't updated their profile, especially the women. I'm not going to say the guys don't do it either. In like six years. So it's a, it's a photograph of them from six years ago, maybe 10 years ago. And that's the one they insist on using though, right? So uh, it was a good one. Because <laughs> it was a good one. So you know, we're doing this. And so what I decided was I'll show you what happened to me. I, I got a little tired of the whole dating site thing and I kept getting on with life. And so what I'm encouraging you today, guys, is this is the health segment. It's kind of 
change a little bit to the mental health segment. So this is mentally healthy. What I encourage you to do is keep doing what you would do even before the dating sites were on the scene. Because here's the thing, that's how you're probably going to find someone. If you think the dating site's going to do it for you, there's maybe 2% of marriages that uh, are a result of a dating site. What they're out to do is get your money. And I don't mean like big sharks with big sharp teeth. They're, they're nice about it. They they put up the site so you can all do that. And it's it's understandable. I'm not saying it's a bad business model. But here's, I'm going to read from a paragraph or two. And I want to get close to the bottom because that's where I that's where I give my advice. So I'm going to start right here. To know most of the time, the, the a woman finds that special Romeo, or when a man finds that special Cinderella, it doesn't mean that couples are going to stay together. That she may be mostly rude, non-loyal, or a narcissist, may just have a very pure heart, or may not feel that you are all uh, he or she is looking for either. What people on dating sites don't realize is that you can't have it all from which is in your fairy tale dream outlook on what this on what you're looking at. This is not a menu in a fancy restaurant where you share at the, where you stare at the menu and you don't want to settle. You want the best meal that, uh, one would want the most. While dating, a dating site is kind of like that menu. You, you just can't make up your mind when you're looking at all the pictures and the profiles. There are the kinds that are willing to get started and make friends with someone. Happens to maybe not be your Chad. Uh, when that happens to me, the, the willing person who messaged me does not fall into my brackets, which means eventually I would not be happy and somebody would get hurt here, including myself. So I'm going to go down now to the bottom paragraphs. In my personal experience, this is what I have found. I messaged a lady whom I really liked the picture and she was definitely in my brackets. Now the brackets are, are your ideal thing that it's important to you if you're going to put your arm around somebody and go around and, and, and go out to to eat and stuff it's important to you that that somebody is a certain way looks a certain way feels a certain way has that face those eyes that's your brackets okay so i'm 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 i messaged a lady who really liked the picture she was definitely in my brackets i got radio silence back from her radio silence means crickets <laughs> tried another one and she messaged me back saying not interested Oh, gee, thanks. Uh, rare, but even t it's rare that they would even message you back and say that. Because most of the time, they just don't say anything. Then I was uh, out at the club many times along the six months of my experiment here with the dating site. And a woman who was within my brackets and looked similar to the one on the site that sat next to me right there while I was out. And we hit it off into a good time conversation over our drinks. And we were all up in each other's uh, hair and flirting and laughing for hours. And we exchanged phone numbers and continued knowing. Now, you got to know that the beers I was drinking played a little role here. <laughs> Just a bit, right? It's being all up in each other's hair. But the numbers to, uh, we exchanged to continue knowing each other uh, after going our separate way that night. But it proves that. The same wonderful looking lady from the dating site that told me not interested is now meeting me in the proximity of where I go. Does not think that I am her Chad, but just loved spending that evening with me and considering doing it again, provided that I would want to as well. See, I wasn't in her brackets either. I wasn't Chad. But she had a great time with me sitting next to me that evening. She did not radio silenced me, nor did she say not interested. When I began messaging her from the seat next to her, see how that works? You're in a seat next to her. You're not looking at her on a dating site. See how that works? I am not Chad, but she like, okay, so it's a little redundant here because I didn't realize I, I actually wrote everything I just said. Uh, <laughs> and so I'm actually rough looking, but intellectual to the max. And she's seen a thing or two in me. Stay strong, guys and gals, and go find them your own way. Find them in the proximity of where it is you're being yourself. And I think with, like even with Pastor Greg Laurie, when he met Kathy, his wife, he found her in the proximity mm -hmm. of the things in everyday life he was doing. And what he was aiming for was the Word of God, mm -hmm. love from other people. He wasn't getting it at home. And he's learning about God. He's he's having you know this the companionship of other people. And then along came Kathy. And that's how it started for Greg. 
And that's how it started for, for a lot of people, guys. And to this day, I mean, every child that is born comes from, hopefully, from the parents that found each other that way and, and began the, the, you know, nuclear family. Mom, dad, child. Mm -hmm. So that is a beautiful thing. It is something to look forward to. If you're in a world right now where you just are constantly frustrated, it's hard to find anybody that you, you can relate to. There, there are some, but they're just, there's always something that falls out. Just, uh, the dating site could, could help you. I'm not saying don't use it because it, it kind of it, it jogs your interests. But remember, you're probably going to find her in the general proximity of where it is that you go to be yourself. And that's where God is going to bring the two of you together. I'm going to do this again next week, guys. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. And until then, goodbye. This has been the American Freedom and God podcast. Join us every week for the latest episodes. Please subscribe, rate, and review the series. Visit us and comment on a blog post at johnpfox.com. Happy listening, and remember to always show your awesome. Bye.